Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are going to be in Psalm 92 today. This is a psalm of great reward, a great blessing for the faithfulness of God and for the faithfulness of the believer in Christ Jesus who takes God at his word and acts upon it. Praise God. The reason why I'm doing Psalm 92 is... A couple years ago, a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, we got into a conversation concerning this psalm. And uh, this friend was so impressed, he, he said out of his mouth, I'm going to memorize uh, this psalm. And uh, the other day, uh, I saw him at a local store. And uh, we were just standing, leaning against my truck. We were uh, just talking. And all of a sudden, he began to quote Psalm 92. And that so blessed my heart. I praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that was just such an awesome thing to see a believer in Christ that considers the Word of God in such high regard uh, that he would be willing to memorize all 15 verses of this great psalm. So uh, I am dedicating this uh, broadcast to uh, my dear friend who has blessed my heart. And uh, I hope today as we pray and get into the Word of God that Psalm 92 will so impress you uh, like it did to my friend and myself. So, Father, as we get into your word, we thank you for the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit, uh, the one who leads us and guides us, and we give you glory, Father. We thank you for the anointing that is upon your word today. And, Lord, you will confirm your word with signs following, and we believe that, Father. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Now, this is a song. Actually, Psalm 92 is a song. I mean, a song. It's a song of praise uh, concerning our duty and concerning our delight in enjoying the blessings and the fruitfulness that we uh, bear as a result of us being grafted into the vine, which is Jesus Christ. Praise God. You talk about blessing. You talk about an overflowing blessing. You talk about a life of blessing uh, beyond anything that this world could produce. You can have all the world, uh, but... Rather, to those that have tasted the gift of Christ, they say, you can have all the world, but give me Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is a psalm of praise. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. And uh, I certainly hope that uh, after this session today, that you'll pull out your Bible and you'll begin to read Psalm 92 and maybe be so inspired by it that you'll memorize it uh, the way that my friend did. So praise God. Let's go ahead and get into verse 1, beginning in Psalm 92, verse 1. This is the praise of the just. Notice the psalmist declares, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Now, we used to sing this psalm in worship years ago, and we've gotten away from these things. We need to get back to them. So notice that uh, the psalmist says, it's a good thing. 
It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. It's a good thing to praise his name, to sing praises. And isn't that what the New Testament teaches us? That we are to be ever filled with the Spirit, constantly filled with the Spirit, singing to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. And doesn't the Apostle Paul said that we are to let the words of Christ dwell in us richly, teaching us and admonishing us in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing in our hearts, amen, the glory of God, singing melodies, praise God, hallelujah. So this is a great song to sing. And of course, you know, Colossians 1.12 tells us we are to give thanks to the Father, ever give thanks to the Father, which has made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light. Now think about that. We are partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light. To be a partaker is to be a part of. And this speaks to us of fellowship. It speaks to us of communion. It speaks to us of partnership. We have entered into a covenant relationship with our Heavenly Father through the shed blood of Jesus that He did on the cross in His work and His death, burial, and resurrection. And we have entered through faith in Him now. We have entered into all that God provides for us, at the, which is part of His kingdom. Praise God. Think about that. We've entered into life. We've entered into health. We've entered into power and authority. We've entered into strength. We've entered into knowledge and wisdom. It's the Holy Spirit that grants to us the knowledge and the wisdom uh, to do that which God has called us to do. We've entered into holiness. We've entered into the blessings of God, the manifold blessings of God. Hallelujah. So being in covenant with him, through the merits of Jesus Christ, we have become a partaker of, think, think about this now, the unsearchable riches of Christ, that even though we see and has revealed to us the unsearchable riches of Christ, this, ble <laughs> this blessing will last throughout eternity. There is no time in eternity. Constantly, continually, when we get into heaven and we and we begin to to look at Jesus face to face and fellowship around the throne with the angels singing and making melody to the Lord, when we are constantly caught up in the glory of God and we we expend effort continually to give praise and honor and worship to him the unsearchable riches of Christ will never will never come to an end the mercies of God will never come to an end think about that think about the the uh, the, the 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 partnership and think about the the relationship that we have with uh, with God our heavenly father through Jesus Christ amen the riches of Christ truly are unsearchable Amen. Praise God. But we don't have to wait until we get over there to enjoy them. We can enjoy them right here and right now. Hallelujah. 
So there's not enough hours in the day. There's not enough days in the week. There's not enough weeks in the year. There's not enough years throughout uh, the eternities to give God thanks for all the goodness that he has shown to us and continues to show to us. Praise God. Verse two says to show forth thy loving kindness. That's why we give thanks to God because of his loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness every night. Let's begin to practice that. Let's give God thanks and praise for his loving kindness in the morning. And let's once again give God thanks and praise for his faithfulness every night. He is faithful to his word. He is faithful to his covenant. He is faithful to the work that Jesus did on the cross. His only begotten son gave his life as a ransom for all of us and paid the penalty that was due us. He took uh, the punishment that we deserved upon himself. Amen. And through it, through it, through his resurrection, Amen. He's raised us up by faith in his blood. He's raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If Jesus is far above all principality, power and might, how much more are the children of God who are sitting at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality, power and might? We need to remember that the next time the devil comes knocking the door of our heart wanting to get in. Praise God. We can tell him no. No admittance. You're not allowed. Amen. This is God's property and only God's property. Amen. There's nothing. You have nothing in me. Praise the Lord. So God's blessing upon our life is for the purpose of showing forth his loving kindness and his faithfulness to all generations. Remember that in the Old Testament, Moses said this. He said, keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all of these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? Think about that. The Lord our God, through the merits of Jesus Christ, is in all things that we call upon him for. There is nothing broken. There is nothing minister, missing in this covenant that we have with our heavenly father through the blood of Jesus Christ. And in verse eight, it says, And what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law, which I set before you this day? Now, what Moses is saying uh, God speaking through Moses, what Moses is saying now concerning the children of Israel should apply to the church today. If we fully understood our covenant, if we fully understood the place that we have in the father's heart and how that he has granted us a, a love that never fails. Praise God. Hallelujah. This can be said of the church today. And I'm telling you, there is coming a day when this shall be said of the church, all nations that survive the tribulation and go into the millennium will say these very words. What nation, what church is there so great 
who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for. Amen. He will say this to us. People will say this to us in the millennium concerning us individually and corporately as a body of believers. Praise God. And so love and kindness, that's God's goodness. That's his kindness towards not just the people that love him, it's towards all people. He causes the rain to fall upon the just and the unjust and the sun to shine upon the just and the unjust. God is goodness, is good to all. And it's his goodness that that led us to Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. It is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Praise the Lord. And faithfulness. Faithfulness is talking about God's moral excellence. It's talking about how his person supersedes all things. The scripture says that the heavens, even the heaven of heavens, even the universe cannot contain him. Praise God. So the earth is filled with the goodness of God. The heavens declare his mighty glory. Hallelujah. And it's because of his goodness that we've entered into this relationship with him through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's right for us in morning and evening to offer unto him our sacrifice of praise and to give him our prayers and to give him thanks. Glory to God. Amen. Now, verse three says this upon an instrument of 10 strings, our thanksgiving, our praise and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound. Now, you may be listening to this broadcast. Amen. You can't pluck a guitar. You can't play a musical instrument, but you've got a CD player. You've got an iPhone. You can plug in the the songs of, of the spirit. Amen. And sing in your heart melodies to the Lord. Hallelujah. You've got an instrument. It's a ten. It's a ten fingers. Amen. You can lift those ten fingers up to the Lord and you've got a voice to sing and to praise him. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, verse four says, for thou, Lord, has made me glad through thy work. Are you glad today? Have you got a glad heart today? Or have you allowed the devil to steal that gladness? Amen. Amen. He can steal your happiness. Now, the, the devil can't steal your joy if you're truly born again, but he can certainly steal your happiness. Don't let him do it. Stay happy. Amen. Hallelujah. Happy, happy, happy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just go around being happy and enjoying the fruit of the spirit, which is joy. Amen. Praise God. For you, Lord. Notice this, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by your works. Praise God. Hallelujah. And notice there's another that translation that says, and at the deeds of your hands, I will joyfully sing. We can be joyful in our salvation. We can be joyful in the fact that God supplies all of our need according to his riches and glory. Praise God. We can do that. Amen. We, all we got to do is open up our mouth. Now, verse five says, O Lord, how great are thy works and thy thoughts are very deep. When you think about the thoughts of God, that actually that's what the scripture says. But it says in a condescending way so that we can understand, try to understand our God. But let me tell you something. God has never had a thought. Everything that exists today were facts in his mind throughout eternity. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Your salvation was a fact in God's mind before you were ever born, before you were ever discovered in your mama's womb. It was already a fact in God's mind from time immemorial. Amen. We serve a God who knows all things, that has 100% of the knowledge of the universe. But that knowledge is just a drop in the bucket in comparison to all that God is and that all that he has. Hallelujah. Amen. He is a good God and he shows his goodness towards us every, every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, verse six, the, the first five verses was the praise of the just. Now it's the rebuke of the wicked. There are always two sides to a coin. Amen. There is the blessing side for the righteous and there is the rebuke of the wicked. Notice what the psalmist says. He says, a brutish man knoweth not. Neither does a fool understand this. The brutish man is a fool. Actually, one translate, actually the definite, the literal translation of brutish is to be stupid. There are stupid men in this world. They may be educated. They may be rich. They may be powerful. But if they do not understand the things that we have just mentioned, they, the Bible calls them stupid. Absolutely. A rude man, an uncultivated man, a man that acts like an animal. You know, an animal, uh, what uh, the distinction between men and animal, of course, is species. But one, one thing is similar. A brutish man with a cow, for instance, is the cow never looks up, never looks up. And that's the way a fool does. He never looks up to heaven. He never looks up to that being, hallelujah, whose throne is in the heavens, who is the very reason why he was created and placed on this earth in the first place. Amen. The goodness of God that causes rain to come to him, the sun to shine to him, that causes him to, he can prosper. He can be in health. I mean, there's a lot of healthy men that have lived to being long, long age. Uh, there's a lot of uh, wicked men, brutish men that have made themselves rich. But yet they don't look up and the Bible calls them stupid. Verse seven, and when the wicked spring is the grass and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. So what profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and yet lose his own soul. Folks, if you're listening to this broadcast and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and he's not on your thoughts and your thoughts are all on yourself, you better look up, friend, because your end is coming. Everybody has an end in this world. And, I'd, and I know that my end is going to be good. Every believer's end is going to be good. It's going to be sweet. Hallelujah. It's Jesus Christ that takes the sting of death and has destroyed it and has granted us victory. But if you're not saved, if you're not born again, and we're not stop, we're not talking about that concerning you. Death for you is going to be a punishment, not a victory. So receive Christ today. Humble yourself. Look up to him. And say, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned against you. Hallelujah. Ask Christ to come into your heart and life, and he will. In response to faith, he will be faithful to do that. If you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Praise God for that. Amen. Now, verse 8 says, but you, Lord, are most high forever. You, you are on high forever. Nobody can take God off of his throne. 
He is above all things and everything. Amen. Verse 9 says, For lo, your enemies, O Lord, for lo, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn shall exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Boy, I like that. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see my desire upon my enemies, talking about the devil and those who are the emissaries of Satan. And my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. There's coming a day of retribution. But in this day, Jesus said this. He says, don't give yourselves over to wrath. Don't resist evil. Because he says this, vengeance is mine. I will repay. There's a day of payment coming. There's a day of reward. This psalm is talking about reward, the reward of the righteous and also the reward of the wicked. Amen. Hallelujah. So verse nine tells us the end of the wicked. But now these verses, verses uh, throughout the first five verses speak to us of the end of the just. The end of the just is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I mean, think of the life of Jacob. In his early life, what was it? He was a trickster. He was a supplanter. But in midlife, in desperation, he wrestled with an angel throughout the night, and the angel changed his name from supplanter to Israel, which means prince. And yet we see in, elder li in the elder life of Jacob, we see him leaning upon his staff, which is the word of God, and worshiping God. God brought him through from babyhood to spiritual maturity as an elder. Glory to God. And he'll do the same for you, and he'll do the same for me. But we have to trust in the merits of Jesus Christ, what he did for us on the cross, and receive what he did on the cross into our hearts by faith, by receiving him, his lordship, amen, as our Savior and as our Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Paul said this, he said, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. The wicked shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of life, and you are the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are alive or whether we sleep, we should all live together with him. What a tremendous blessing. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. This last section, the last uh, four verses, speaks to us of the reward of the just. Notice verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. A palm tree represents something that is tall and something that lives long. The cedar of Lebanon represents a happy and a prosperous life. Oh, yes, my brother. 
Oh, yes, my friend. God wants you to be prosperous in this life. Amen. Hallelujah. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Talk about, look at that. Shall flourish in the courts of our God. Uh, those that are uncompromisingly, uncompromisingly righteous will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Amen. Hallelujah. God has called you to salvation. And in that salvation, there is prosperity for spirit, for soul, and for body. Think about that. Praise God. Verse 14, they shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Quit calling yourself old, weak. Quit magnifying your pains and your aches. Just start thinking about what God has done for you in Christ Jesus, that he'll never leave you, that he'll never forsake you. What he did for you at the very beginning of your relationship, he'll carry it all the way through to eternity. That's enough to praise God for. Amen. Hallelujah. So we grow in grace. Amen. And even in old age, we bring forth fruit. And we shall be full, one translation says, full of sap, the sap of spiritual vitality, and rich in the verdure of the love and the trust and the contentment that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. For what purpose? To show that the Lord is upright. To show that He is our rock. To show forth that there is no unrighteousness in Him. Amen, brother. Every believer is a victor. Every believer is a victor. Those that are enjoying the fruits of their victory, those that understand that, those that are not enjoying the fruit of victory don't understand that. Well, it's time for us to know the things that have been freely given to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ has made us living memorials of his goodness. Hallelujah. And people will see us and they'll see that God is upon us for good and not for evil. We are witnesses to the uprightness and the faithfulness of the Lord. And we prove by this that the Lord truly is the rock of our foundation. Peter said it this way. He says, but you, we could say we, but we are a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation, a peculiar people that we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I say amen and amen to that. Think about the reward that Christ has for us in this life and in the life to come. He said this. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Amen. That reward that God gave to Abraham, we also are a partner with it. Our greatest reward in this life is the gift of Christ. Amen. Mark 10, 29 and 30 says this, There is no one that has left house or brethren or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake in the Gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. 
houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. Oh, I'm telling you, the devil's just not going to lie down and just let you have all these blessings. He's going to fight you. Amen. He's going to try to keep you from receiving them. Amen. But he can't do it. We shall surely go up and take the country. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But in the world to come, eternal life. In this life, we have the hundredfold return. Man, much, much more, much, much more. I love the gospel of Romans because it's the gospel of much more. Hallelujah. Well, Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord's Christ. Amen. We've entered in by faith in Christ through the seed, We've entered into Abraham's blessing. And what is Abraham's blessing? Well, it's physical. It is spiritual, actually spiritual first, physical, and then financial. You can't get away from it, friend. You just can't do it. You can't do it. Amen. Abraham's blessings are ours. By faith in the promised seed in Christ, we've entered into this inheritance of eternal life along with all life's benefits and down here in the here and now, praise God. Well, how do we do that? Well, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You and I have to have faith in these things. Actually, to have faith in these things is to have faith in the word of God, because that is in the word of God. The blessing of Abraham for the church today is in the word of God. Notice what, once again, what Paul wrote, Hebrews eleven six. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God rewards faith. He rewards faithfulness. Amen. In this life and in the life to come. God bless you today. Take these words into your heart. Go after them. Hallelujah. Run after them. Pursue God with all that is within you, and you will be blessed in this life. Father, we thank you today for your goodness and for your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.